This is a crowd podcast. Welcome to Go Love Yourself, the podcast where we're all trying to love ourselves a little bit more. Um, I'm, I'm blushing because it, it genuinely has changed my life. <laughs> oh my God, I need to get you another one. Really? Merry Christmas to you. <laughs> Today is a very exciting day because tickets to our live show are now live. How exciting. Oh my gosh. So our live show, our very first Go Love Yourself live show is on Friday, the 3rd of March. It is in Bush Hall in West London. Oh my God, the venue is insane. And we're also going to have some special guests. So I think it's going to be a great night. I honestly can't wait. Uh, Make sure you check out the link in the episode description. And we're also going to be putting some stuff on our socials as well. In other news, in other very exciting news, I think somewhat surprising news, (laughs) I have a Christmas wreath, Lauren. (laughs) I actually just cannot handle this. Before (laughs) you, can I add, I'm pretty sure it went up before yours did. Yeah, I haven't got mine up. Like, literally, at this moment in time, you are Bob Cratchit and I am Ebenezer Scrooge. Wow, who would have thought? (laughs) The worm has turned. I've even bought and put Buddy in his Christmas jumper. It's like a little Christmas pudding jumper. Oh, and he looks bad. so cute. It just no, makes me melt. Like, oh no! Does he have? Is he going to have a Christmas wardrobe or is one one jumper one's, is enough? One's enough. One's enough. to live in crisis phase. We very true. Okay, <laughs> fine. One's enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's going to look so cute, and I am very impressed that you've taken your Grinch and you've got a Christmas. Room. What happened? Did you have like a a minty bee one day? You were like, nah, doing it. It's got, it's I was just in Sainsbury's and I saw the reef and I was like, oh. That's really pretty. And then I was like... Genuine, my genuine thought process was if I buy the wreath I don't have to get the Christmas decorations <laughs> from the loft and I'm done <laughs> do it because we already knew we're not having a tree because of Buddy so I was like yeah. cool that's it that's done mate I love it whatever you gotta do it's your house it's your Christmas whatever dude, who cares yeah. in other news we realised we haven't done a kind of like catch up on how we both are in the last few episodes so we're gonna do that right now so Laura Laura Adlington tell me how you're doing do you know what I'm I okay I had a bit of a wobble the other day because I was like what am I doing with my life this whole online thing is so superficial I think I'm trying to go and get a proper job I have those every other week though yeah, to be fair no don't I do, so yeah. I think I'm going to start doing some charity work in the new year and then maybe doing Ooh. some more freelance social media stuff so that'll be good that'll be good how are you how's the dating stuff going do you know what everyone we obviously did the sexy bitch episode not that long ago so you you all know our dating's going but dating's going all right i have been mightily impressed there's not been that many dickheads well this is excellent news (laughs) oh it's been all right and it's yeah it's going good and what was really funny actually the other day i think it was literally like yesterday i matched with a guy who said something sort of in like the fourth message exchanged that three months ago would have been like ick gone by it was something about like big girls or something like that and now I was like oh yeah no that's cool because like factually I'm a big girl and if you find me attractive then that's a good thing whereas obviously like before I was like I hate guys who say they're like big girls I'm like oh honestly Summer Lauren can shut the fuck up <laughs> but yeah but I'm all She's good grown. thank you very much um good. I'm just yeah excited for a bit of time off over Christmas I won't lie but I'm all good and I'm excited for today's episode me too should we get cracking let's do this <laughs> All right, so last season we spoke about dealing with other people's opinions, like the weight of other people's opinions and how often... 
Oh, people feel like they're one allowed to give unsolicited advice or comments about people in bigger bodies and how we've talked about how fat phobia is kind of like the last acceptable form of like bullying and discrimination right yeah and so we have talked about that before but we kind of wanted to revisit it a little bit because I think both of us personally have learned so much this last year our listeners who have been with us for a long time will have been on the same journey that we have and and I think we're in a different place now but also the fact that we are at Christmas it's the festive time Mm. those comments may be coming at you you know thicker and faster now because you're about to spend a bunch of time with your family There's this undercurrent always of losing weight for Christmas and then what that does and the weight of other people's opinions at Christmas is what we're going to talk about today. It's it's tricky, isn't it? Because I think this time of year, there's a lot of conflicting messaging. I think on the one hand, you're absolutely right. It's a lot of like, like not like shred for the wed, but almost like, yeah, shred for Santa kind of things. <laughs> um, there was actually a gym, a David Lloyd gym. They actually had a poster up in one of their gyms, purely targeted at women. And it was like drop a dress size uh, for Santa or something like that. That's disgusting. And on the other hand, I feel like it's almost like a free for all and it's like eat as much as you want and we're encouraged to kind of overindulge and all the fuck Christmas it, it's adverts. Christmas that kind of thing yeah absolutely yeah. fuck it it's Christmas and then I don't know I think sometimes maybe that's not really a healthy approach to it either and you see the Christmas adverts with these like tables of like brimming with food and I know mm. that that for a lot of us myself included Christmas is about the food and the like overindulgence but I don't know I'm kind of looking at it a bit differently this year because I see these tables of food and I just think of the cost of living crisis and the heating crisis and I oh, think mate, I'm really struggling how unrealistic year. is is that but yeah so it's the conflicting messages up until Christmas and then the other things that we all know we know it's coming it comes every year in January shred the christmas weight how dare you enjoy christmas like you must lose those 10 pounds that you put on like lose lose the pudding weight like don't be a christmas pudding like lose the weight and it's really really harmful and i think it's particularly harmful for people that do have disordered eating or struggle with binge eating or anorexia any kind of sort of disordered eating or just people in general because it is so much and i feel like it's just it's constant and it's inherent isn't it over the years i I just it winds me up frustrating and it's again as you said earlier it is mostly aimed at women and Mm. i've seen even on our facebook group actually recently where people are spotting these like slimming club posters even more and they're all branded for christmas and that that gym poster makes me so mad i can't even talk about it like that's ridiculous I just feel like it's so old school and it's triggering for people that are coming through that. So like for me, for example, I'm not feeling the need to diet, but let me tell you, like, I'm like, oh my God, I must lose so much weight so I can have one big meal on Christmas day. It, you're right, it can be triggering. And I think it also reintroduces this moralization of food, good and bad food, and that you are a good and bad person. And I think... I think what can also be really, really tricky about this year is not only kind of outside influences from like the media and swimming clubs and gyms and things like that, but it's it's family, isn't it? Because we've all got that relative, if you're lucky, only one, full of this diet talk and like, oh, I was really good today so I can enjoy my dinner tonight. And it's it can be a a real head fuck, can't it? It can be really, really exhausting and and really hard to navigate. So we're going to we're going to talk about that today. And we're also going to share a little bit of advice. We've had some questions in from you guys about how to how to navigate tricky situations around the festive period and how to how to kind of stick up for yourself and set boundaries so let's let's start and let's start with this question so my question to you laura is have you had 
any experiences with people making comments about your body and the way you look, you know, since that episode or ever or anything that you want to share? And then also like how you've dealt with that. Do you know what? I haven't. uh, And I feel very, very lucky in that respect because that was not always the case. There was always at least one person in my family traditionally my nan who would comment on my weight especially at Christmas or what I was eating and then January I remember my my dad was always on one of like right we're all we're all fat we all need to lose the weight right the chocolates are going diet starts Monday that kind of thing but yeah I think I say I've been lucky I haven't had any recently but I think my family know now because of what I advocate not to go there and that it's also it's a very sensitive subject for me so they know not to do that and I've also got very good at setting like boundaries I think like healthy boundaries like hey you don't need to talk about that or hey mum you don't need to earn food remember so yeah I'm very lucky in that respect I haven't what about you no and again it's one of these things that you know growing up slimmer I never had it when I was little you know I was always still the bigger of my friends and all that kind of thing and so there might be been odd comments from people or I can remember like you know my dad saying when I started sort of putting on weight making a comment and things like that but I've never had it in the way that you have or in a lot of our listeners have had and I'm grateful for that because you know the thought of someone that you love making comments about what you're eating like your body what is what you just said like making comments about your body is one thing but making comments about your, what you're eating I would feel so self-conscious like now as a 34 year old woman if someone said oh my god are you gonna eat all that that makes me literally it's making me like coil up right now there's such a double standard I feel like that comes with that as well like my sister-in-law who is naturally very slim and I think I've spoken before about people commenting like calling her a fat bastard and stuff as a joke mm. And it's not funny, like it's not acceptable. But at the same time, there was one Christmas, I'm so proud of her for this. She ate 18 roast potatoes. Go on, girl. So yeah, she actually ate 18 roast potatoes and everyone was like cheering her on and championing her. And like now I kind of think, okay, but what if I had done that? Yeah, if you had done that, it'd be a different story. But as we were talking, I remember some like really awful childhood memories. (laughs) Sorry, this is a bit traumatic. I can remember one January, my dad being like, he was really he was my dad was always worried about my weight and he didn't know how to talk about it or address it and he went about it in the worst way possible and I say that with love now because it it came from love but like I'm just going to be honest about it it was not done very well so he was worried about my weight and so he decided to make it like a family problem (laughs) so he's like right we're all gonna get on the scales Oh, and we're all gonna oh. see and I must have only been about 10 11 I think and I remember we all got on the scales and everyone was weighed and I remember I got on and he went oh, no Laura and I was like like what and he was like oh my god I can't be- is that re- is that right is that no, how much you weigh so what did I do? I went, <laughs> I stole a wagon wheel, <laughs> ran out to my room at the wagon wheel and I cried and it just made me want to eat more. And of I think did. so often, I say it comes from love. Sometimes parents and people are just dicks. I know that for my dad, it came from a place of love yeah. and like trying to be tough love and trying to help me. It, it just was the absolute worst thing to do. And I think that's a really good thing to think about, isn't it? When someone does say something to you is to distinguish, does that come from a place of hate or does that come from a place of I'm trying to be kind? And can I educate and advise that person? And will that make a difference? Mm-hmm. And if the answer is yes, then do that. Tell them about diet culture, why we don't have to earn food, why or it, you don't even have to go into that. You can just say things like, please can we not talk about my body or what I'm eating? It makes me feel really uncomfortable. Set a boundary. But if they're the kind of person that is trying to be nasty and upset you, then don't waste the time. And as you always say, Lauren, so very well, it sounds like a them problem, not a you problem. Yeah, for sure. You have summed it up perfectly. People are coming at topics of weight loss, weight gain, 
eating, food, diet culture, all of it from very different places. So if you're listening to this podcast, you are likely going to be in a different place than some members of your family. Laura and I find that as well. So some people are going to think things that you used to think five years ago and are now really upsetting, but they're still in that world. They, yes. They're not surrounded by the things that Laura and I are surrounded by and potentially you guys listening. So there is an opportunity for education here. And I think you've nailed it perfectly if you think that person if that person is saying something negative and they think it's coming from a place of love concern whatever then you've got an opportunity to have that education you know my dad said something recently about I'd asked him for a lift to the station because I was going on a date and I was like hey dad can you take me to the station please yes that's right I get my dad to take me to my date Um, (laughs) and he was like oh you know why don't you walk it's healthy and I was like, I, I know where this is going. And, oh. and and my dad, I think my dad is very clever and he, and he, had, and he didn't say it, but he, he did make a comment. And I was like, dad, a 15 minute walk is not going to make me healthy. And I was like, and right. I can do that walk. It's not a case of me not wanting to do that walk mm. because I can't do it. I can walk, dad. I'm, I'm healthy as I am now. I have no physical problems. And I was able to say that to him and he hasn't said anything since. And my dad is always going to come from a place of love concern. But yeah. that concern isn't correct because he or anyone else in my family or anyone else doesn't know my health history or my health mm. I am physically pretty good okay I'm, I'm not going to run a marathon but I couldn't run a marathon when I was a size 12 so like <laughs> whatever that's an opportunity for me there to educate him or to say some things or point him in the right direction of things to make him realize that you're wrong <laughs> You're wrong, Gavin. Yeah. Here's why. Or misinformed. I think that's another yeah, thing. Yeah, or I, just I a bit old school. <laughs> that's another thing, isn't it? And I, mm. I don't want to make complete sweeping statements, but I do find that like our parents' generation and even the oh, certainly yeah. like my nan's generation, she's in her 80s. And even now, like she's got a lot of health problems. She's not very well at all mentally, physically. Even now, she's like, oh, I need to slim. Oh God, slim. are you kidding? It's so no. sad. And I'm just it's like, if awful, I was isn't you, it? If, it, if, it, if that was me, I'd be thinking... I would be in the fuck it club because I'd be like fuck this you know what I mean? shit I'm 85 I'll eat what I want um, and that that is sad yeah same as my nan's 86 and they got my nan got back from a dream holiday and stepped straight on the scales Oh no, and I was like nan didn't. you are 86 you are going through your bucket list what are you doing but mm. I did, obviously didn't say that but if we're struggling to unlearn if we're taking this long to unlearn things that we've grown up with then so is everybody else and we're all at different stages to it some people come from love and kindness and some people are just dickheads yeah. and that could be someone in your family they don't mean it love and kindness they, they actually think that being fat is terrible and they actually really think that you're terrible and all that kind of shit well don't worry about that person see you later bye see you next christmas yeah um, they're not a very nice person it's, nah. and it's, it's it, it is hard though and it's very easy for us to sit here and go like oh just you know like ignore it block it out like or remove yourself from the situation it's not easy because some people are very very fat phobic very ignorant and can be really nasty and are intending to shame Mm. and especially yeah around this time of year when we are eating a bit more and we are celebrating and drinking more and it's very easy for like I think families can be it's it's an emotive time isn't it Christmas it can be and yeah yeah, family situations can be very intense so look after yourself and do remove yourself from situations if you need to like protect your mental health at all costs don't beat yourself up as well if you do overindulge like even that phrase is a little bit yeah I don't like it do you know what I mean though like I just think like it, it is Christmas and it's Christmas it's even to be if, if it was a Christmas though like that that can happen and like just yeah try not to be too hard on yourself 
Christmas is stressful enough. Christmas is stressful enough. And let's, you know, let's not forget, like, it's been a really shit couple of years. Again, this year has been difficult. We are in a cost of living crisis. There are going to be people in this country, around the world, who are not going to be choosing between heating and eating. Like... Let's just give ourselves a break. This is not the biggest thing that is going on in the world right now. If you eat an, like an extra roast potato and your nan's having a pop at you, please don't beat yourself up about that and enjoy Christmas in whatever way you want to. Enjoy this period of time if you're able to and you want to. And if that is removing yourself from situations, if it is going around for an hour on Christmas Day and then buggering off, then that's fine too. Do what you've got to do. Protect your mental health at all costs because you're the one that's got to live with it. As soon as you're gone for the day and your family or friends or who colleagues have made that comment they ain't going to think about it again but you are you're going to live with that comment so protect your mental health at all costs yeah i think for a lot of us as well like food is a comfort isn't it and especially in these times that we're in like with someone what was it i read someone the other day we're in a like it feels like we're in a permanent crisis oh like, mate so i like oh, well, i miss precedented times <laughs> i miss the precedented times it, it's a lot isn't it and i think yes. um I, i've always said like for me like I've, I've, I've always felt like i had quite good control in terms of like my life like in that like I've always I've always worked I've always had like good friendships of fairly good relationships and with my family and my partner and all of that that kind of thing and if I want something I'll do it food for me is the one thing that I feel like I don't really have control over and that it has control over me but like for me like it's a comfort and I think for a lot of us it is and also yeah but in the build-up to Christmas and after as well it, it is there like food is there to be enjoyed it's just a very difficult time when you're getting these mixed messages isn't it of like eat everything and then don't eat that <laughs> it's really hard and do you know what I remember being really hard and I'm, I'm quite glad I'm quite glad at the old uh, working from home situation for this is um dieting at work and we've touched on this before but specifically around Christmas well, I've seen again things on the group on our Facebook group and I've seen things on Instagram and TikTok and stuff about, you know, posters going up in in work kitchens about join our weight loss thing for Christmas. And that can be really triggering for you if you're coming out of that. Maybe again, that's an opportunity for a bit of education for those people, especially if they're being like, oh my God, you're not going to diet for Christmas. Fuck off, Sheila. No, I am not. And if you want to be like, again, a few people in our community groups and you're seeing these uh, Slimming Club posters, feel free to take them down (laughs) or smash the Slimming World mugs. So we actually did some polls on Instagram and this really shocked and saddened me. Nearly 70% of you said you'd experience people making comments about your body at Christmas time. 70%. 70%. sad is that? Yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. This is yeah. awful. Isn't it? It's so sad. It's really shocking to me. I think there's a lot of people that don't understand how damaging that can be and what an effect people can have and it, how it can make people go the opposite way. And it's, it's really sad, I think, the lack of empathy and understanding about people that are in bigger bodies. Or just in general, even if you're not in a bigger body, you can be in a small body and someone might still might comment on your appearance or your weight or whatever. And it's it's really hurtful. Like, And this, these kind of things, they stick with you. They last. Matt was recently really upset. We went to a bonfire night event at my dad's house. And one of my nieces, she said... Uh, I didn't know you put on loads of weight. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's not just us girls. It's it's men too. Like, it really hurt him. Like, oh. for like a couple of days. It's like, you know, really like... And then he kind of tried to be all a bit macho about yeah. it. And I was like, don't do not do that. Like, it, it hurt you. Yeah, and, you know, you're allowed to be hurt. I think kids are different because a lot of the time, you know, out of the mouths of babes. But I personally really worry about it. Like, I had 
my niece's, uh, my other niece's birthday party at the weekend and there were like 15 five-year-olds and I was like absolutely convinced that one of them was going to call me fat or mention something. And I think unless you live in a bigger body or a marginalised body, you don't really understand that that fear. Mm. And I think that is elevated around Christmas time as well. Like I said, because there's so much emotion around it. That goes yeah, with it. you're so right. It's really tricky. Because you can, we, you know, we can sit here and be like, you know, for someone to call you fat shouldn't be an insult, right? And we shouldn't take it as yeah. an insult because to be fat is not a bad thing. We've This is factually true. We've spoken about this. And yeah, we can sit here and say, well, try and reframe it in your mind. Yeah, okay, cool. And we're doing that. We're all going to try and do that. But the world that we live in, those comments can be really really hurtful i just think generally i think it's a a nice kind of blanket message is it's not cool to talk about people's bodies and even if people have lost weight as well i think that's another thing like so many people i get so many messages from people that have said like oh you know i lost so much weight because i was i was really ill i had cancer i i had a really bad health condition or i was grieving or i was depressed because i was like ended a relationship and the amount of compliments people give people when they've like lost weight and if they've lost weight and they've like because they've been trying and they want it and they want they want to celebrate it you absolutely can go well done you that's fantastic mm. i'm happy that you're happy I just think it's a really great area. And I think that we should be kind of teaching people point blank. Let's not talk about people's bodies. It's 2022. Like how uncool of you to talk about people's bodies like that. Ew. Ew, David. <laughs> Ew, David. You're not embarrassed. <laughs> like it's another rhetoric of like weight loss being celebrated and it's not always to be celebrated. And also who the fuck cares? And I, do you know what? Something happened to me recently that within my family, and I've spoken before about, you know, and I've said in this episode about how I didn't have that growing up and I wasn't ashamed for my body, etc. But something happened in my family recently and it absolutely knocked me for six. And I was so upset by it. And it took me a couple of days to go over. Not to me. A member of my family has recently lost weight, not on purpose. They've been in a bad place, stressed, have lost weight. Other members of my family have then gone, oh my God, this is so amazing. You're going to have to tell me all your secrets. This is fantastic. This is so amazing. Like literally, congratulations. Wow. And then unfortunately, in my silly head, one, I was like, well, that's fucking stupid. But also I was like, wow, I have not had that reaction from those family members about any of the amazing things that I've done in the last year. I have not had a wow, oh, Lauren. Lauren. How amazing that you've co-hosted a podcast that is so popular enough that you can do a live show. How amazing that you have like made leaps and strides with your mental health this year. Like how amazing mm. that you've got this new job and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, I have not had that reaction about these like things than that person has had about being so stressed and unwell that they've lost weight and I was like and that was really shit for me and it took me a couple of days to kind of be like well first obviously it's not about me stop making it about me but also just to kind of reframe it to be like that's how they feel they're living they're still living in this world you know always on diets always talking about it all can't be bad all all this and oh it just it literally threw me that's so sad like he does say a lot more about about them than about you and unfortunately I think it is it is a reflection of society in that sometimes it is perceived that the greatest thing that you can do in life is to lose weight we do we do celebrate it yeah. I think there's a reason for that I think it's because a we live in a fat favorite society and I think it's b because it is so hard to lose weight especially as you get older mm. I'm not excusing it but I think there is that that can be sort of a factor in yeah. it but the kind of the former it's why do we celebrate that i know and you know what it made me it made me not want to ever lose weight the reaction from people will really upset me because i'm like 
Mm. If I was to lose weight or be slimmer, some people will think that I'm a better person because of that or I'm more attractive or any of this. And that's not factually mm. true. And I was like I, don't, like, I don't want it. It makes me feel anxious thinking about that. I would get these comments. But oh my God, this is so amazing. You've done so great. Well, I'm great everywhere else too. <laughs> it's interesting because I think some people would have the opposite reaction and go, oh man, like it makes me want to lose weight because then I'll get the approval of my, oh my God. family members. <laughs> what the fuck am I I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I think stick with that. All you want is for them to just accept you as you are. As I am. Yeah. And they absolutely do. And it was just that one thing that absolutely threw me. And I was like, wow, I've not had that reaction from my family for anything for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So we asked you on Instagram what you would do if someone made a comment about your body or what you're eating or something negative, uh, you know, what you do, what your reaction would be. And only 6% of you said you'd explain why it's wrong. And I'm not surprised by that number because that is ultimate bravery. 56% of you said you'd ignore it and just keep the peace, uh, which I also understand. And the rest of you said that you'd say something just depending on who it is. <laughs> and then even one of you DM to say, uh, option four, eat them. <laughs> which made me laugh. But yeah, it's, this is the thing. This is the crux of it. Like if someone's going to say something to you at Christmas or whenever, that 6% of you who'd explain why it's wrong, hats off to you because that is difficile that is that is hard see i'm disappointed by that stat i'm like come on guys <laughs> that should be at least 66 percent of you because don't put up with that shit like don't do not put up with it like your value and your worth is not determined by your weight or how many roast potatoes you eat or how many chocolates from the celebrations tub you eat nobody has a right to make you feel bad about your food choices or how you look, especially at Christmas. Mm, I totally agree. I, I, I certainly wouldn't put up with it now. I'd tell someone to fuck off right to their face. Even if it was over a... I'd throw a bloody sprout in their face. <laughs> Just to get rid of the sprouts, to be honest. Uh, would you, <laughs> yeah. So would you do that with anyone? Like, so I'm so, like members of your family, colleagues, people, like strangers, would you do that with everyone? Or is it a case of like, like a lot of people said, depends on who it is. Yeah, like with my family, like I think it's because I know they wouldn't do it. But I, with my family, I would out and out be like, "Excuse me, like absolutely, yeah. like not that is not acceptable." I think if it was like with my in-laws or say like with people that I work with, I might I'd probably try and make like a bit of a witty comment mm. and being a bit like, like I said earlier, like, "Oh, it's 2022, we're still making comments mm. about people's food choices and bodies." Like, "Oh, it's a little bit 1990s, isn't it?" Like, mm. but I would definitely take them to one side afterwards and tell them, if not at the time, why that's not acceptable. Ooh. how it hurt my feelings and why they need to do better because not because it's not acceptable yeah no I completely agree with you and you know for the 56% of you said that you'd ignore it and you'd let it slide and and I think we've all been there it's flipping that on its head that you know we don't say anything because we're so worried to offend somebody to upset someone but they've just done that to us and, we've, and I've said this before on this podcast like that's not acceptable. They've just upset you. And, and I get, but I get it because like in my head, I know that if I say something and I've had this conversation a couple of times with like, even with friends when they're using language that I'm uncomfortable with and I make a comment about it. And sometimes you get the kind of, Oh, you're so sensitive. Oh God, you can't say anything anymore. That comment. Mm. I fucking hate that comment. If you're ever going to say that I comment to me, just move the fuck on. And that's really difficult to then argue with because clearly that person is not, gonna listen depending on who it is i would absolutely say something and i'd make either a silly witty i'd be like really have you just said that like it's like oh like it's my body like i don't really care i'm happy with my body but it's 
difficult. difficult. (laughs) A lot of our listeners, you said that you're finding your relationship with your mums very tricky. This is such a common thing. Mm. And I think it's because our mums all grew up with inherent diet culture. And I think it's not until you really understand that, that that can sometimes help. And we actually had an anonymous listener write in with a dilemma. She says, my mum has always made comments about her body and what she eats. And I can't blame her considering the world she grew up in, but it really affects me. So I always flag it to her when she does it. However, when I do, she gets really defensive, seems to think she's too far gone to change and pulls the, oh, so I'm a bad mother then card. How do I deal with this? Oh man, I think a lot of our mums are probably the same. I know I've had those conversations and it's, it's they're just as ingrained in diet culture as we are. And, and if they're not on the same in the same place as we are, then it's difficult to have those open conversations. But I, I have openly said to my mum a few times of like, you know, jokey ways, and I don't want to ever make her feel bad, but I'm like, you've got two daughters, like not lead by example, but what you do would then impact us. You know, how you talk about your body is how we then talk about our own bodies and how you feel about that. So I do understand why parents, mums, stepmums, whoever get defensive about it because they think they feel that you're attacking them. And it's it's not. It's just like, oh, hey, do you know you don't have to feel this way anymore? Yeah. I think having as as kind and slow and polite conversations as you possibly can and just tell them, I'm not not attacking you. I'm just telling you. Absolutely. And I think I do think it's important to remember that it, it isn't their fault. It has been so ingrained in them, more than us, I have to say. And they just always felt like they had to be on a diet. My mum recently said to me, we had a sort of strained relationship when it came to this kind of thing because she would always tell me what diet she was on. And I was like, oh my God, this is doing Mm. my fucking head in. Like, I don't, I don't care. I found it quite triggering because I was always on a diet and I, I sort of do hold a little bit of kind of resentment, I think, to my parents for my disordered eating. So one day I just said to her, like, I, I love you and I fully support you in everything you do, but I really would appreciate if you just didn't talk to me about what diet you're on because mm. I just, I don't find it very helpful and I just find it like that I feel like you're I also felt like when she was telling me she was on a diet it was almost like you should try it you should try it I remember going to my christening once with one of my nieces and someone who will not be named said that she'd lost loads of weight and she was feeling great and I was like oh cool like I'm really happy for you she was like yeah I've been doing slimming world she was like you ought to try it (laughs) oh thank you but yeah I think it's it is really difficult but I I think Try not to blame the mums. I think empathy and understanding and the way you approach it is really important. Again, everyone is different. Every relationship is different. If she's really closed off and she's just horrible and rude, then probably it's not even much point wasting your breath. <laughs> However, I do think like it really, really helped me when I was saying to my mum, like, oh, you, you know, like you don't have to be on a diet. Like, and she was like, well, I just always thought I had to be. It has, ma- I, I really can't stress enough how much our relationship has improved since I've been doing this podcast. Because really? she's, yeah, honestly, like selfishly, it's one of the things I'm most happy about from doing it because it has drastically improved how she feels about her body, mm. how she views food, how she views movement and exercise and our relationship with each other. So I do think there is hope there. And I really hope that if you can talk to your mums, hopefully with like as I say with the right kind of tact and the way to go about it they will understand or at least understand a bit more you know like baby steps with these kind of things and if they don't understand because again they're very ingrained in it and uh, you know we're not going to change everybody's minds that it's just like you said earlier putting those boundaries in place please don't talk about my body like it makes me feel like shit yeah you know your family 
if they're good people are going to love you they're not going to want to make you feel like shit tell them you do you know how shit you make me feel when you say stuff like that and if they hit you back with it oh i'm just concerned about you it's like well please don't be like i'm absolutely yeah. fine you've got no evidence to suggest that i'm not healthy or i'm not well or whatever put those boundaries in place and if they don't stick to them remind them keep reminding them until they hear it yeah we're just a little bit more moved on in this arena and we understand a little bit more and we're just not taking the shit anymore we refuse to feel like shit about our bodies just because magazines and newspapers and and music and films and tv have told us to and the patriarchies it all goes back to like power and it's about you know i i genuinely think like our worlds as women have been constructed around our physical appearance and that goes back to like decades and decades ago and i think that that is intentional uh, and it's to keep us out of power and it goes back to the patriarchy and that is what we're kind of fighting against and i think that is the kind of messaging that we need to be telling our mums of like oh hey great news like we, we don't have to be doing this anymore and like let's not focus on our like physical appearance and, re- and relate it to our worth no we've done that we've been there we've done that it didn't work well well for us <laughs> <laughs> been there, done that got the t-shirt had to get a bigger t-shirt because it didn't work fuck off <laughs> <laughs> in similar vein at christmas time obviously we're about to see a bunch of family might not see him for a while and people are gonna you know how are you how's life all this kind of thing and then inevitably when you get married when you're getting a boyfriend when you're having kids when you're having another kid and one of our listeners has said how to answer questions like that how to deal with questions like that while keeping your call i have lost my call i think it's unacceptable point blank for people to ask anyone when you're having kids mm, when you get married agreed kids one don't fucking ask it. if you're if, if anyone in to this anyone listen to this podcast is asking people when you're having kids stop it stop it it's so <laughs> unfashioned i saw this really funny poster the other day it was saying about when you get married or like even if you're just sort of shacked up with someone long term it's like when you're having kids then when you have the first baby it's like when you're having baby number two Mm -hmm. and then when they have baby number two it's like oh have you thought about trying for another one having a third baby and then if they do it's like oh you're brave but you've got your hands full and it's just i like i i've always had a problem with not not a small talk as such but just that rhetoric it's horrible and i i i feel for you actually in the low situations lauren because unfortunately it does sort of feel like if you're over 13 you're unmarried and you haven't got kids they seem to be the marker of successes and and they're so not what about like friendships the fact that you have your own home yeah. the fact that you have a successful career you have they have a fabulous podcast yeah. an amazing friend called laura <laughs> and all of these things make you successful but even if you don't have those things does it matter surely what matters more is the person that you are are you kind yeah are you like are you are you a good friend like are you a good daughter like do you care about people like do you have love in your heart i know that sounds really cheesy but isn't that what that's, is more that's important what matters than, like, than, than yeah. any of those things and everyone is on a different time scale and also by the way time scales don't exist like me personally i'm 34 more than half of my friends are married with children or married right and then the rest of us are single i don't care like our lives are different cool beans whatever and I think my family and I'm really lucky with my family my family are fucking awesome and I think they all really know not to ask the question of so when you get a boyfriend like what are you gonna give me grandkids I've categorically now now said to both my parents you're not allowed to ask me that question because until I decide what I'm doing or what or if I'm not doing you can't ask me that question I will not feel guilt about 
that from you <laughs> on top of the yeah. horrendous pressure I'm currently feeling from fucking everywhere. You are welcome to put your sassy pants on and be like, it's really inappropriate. You've just asked me that. It's like, it's absolutely none of your business. No, I think there are ways that you can. I think deflection is a really good one. Like if you are struggling with it, again, it depends on how well you know the person and what the person's intent was. Nine times out of 10, the intent there is of just curiosity and of like, it's just a question that people ask, isn't it? But um, I personally have like found that it's really like, it's a lot easier to just go like, if when people say like, oh, when are you having kids? Mm. Or are you going to have kids? People are like, oh, I'm not really sure. So anyway, how's your new job going? Oh, okay, doing like, it and that just way. change the subject. Yeah. So that's a nice one. Or you can just be like, oh, do you know what? It's a bit painful. I don't really want to talk about it. And then if they're actually an arsehole, then you could be like, that's quite a personal question, don't you think? Yeah. <laughs> Because that will throw them and make them hopefully feel a bit shitty and actually make them think next time they ask people about that. The other thing I will say is that, like for me personally, like infertility feels like a sort of a taboo subject and almost like a dirty word. And like, so more recently, I've been a bit more comfortable just being like, oh, we tried it, didn't happen for us. And I know just openly talking about it, but hopefully Kim, there's a few kind of suggestions in there. So we had another message from one of our listeners called Louisa. uh, And she said that she really resonated with my feelings about Christmas. She says, my family is really chaotic and judgy and I'm an anxious person. But the hard thing is I can't really avoid it because it's Christmas. So how can I get through Christmas or other big events like that if I'm not enjoying it? What we said earlier and your mental health comes first. And if you need to remove yourself from situations or if you need to do something differently, that's what you need to do. Definitely do that boundaries in place I think and also just remember that it is temporary like you will get through it and I, that is kind of my attitude towards Christmas which I don't love but I'm like oh it's it's not just a day is it because there's like a whole song and dance around it but I'm like it's just a week or two it'll be over soon and I, maybe that sounds miserable to some people but that's the way I have to kind of look at it to get through it to give myself up for it my other piece of advice and this is something that I have decided to do as just as of this year which has actually really helped me look forward to it for once is I, I think I said this year on the, pre- the previous episode when we talked about Christmas, I feel like I spend the whole time trying to please everyone, mm. trying to fit everyone in and not actually pleasing anyone or doing anything that I want to do. And I decided that, well, there's one thing on Christmas Day that is going to make me really happy and that's doing an open water swim. <gasps> Are you going to do the Christmas Day? So I'm going to do it. And it might mean that someone gets a bit less time with us and it might mean pissing somebody off, but I'm absolutely determined to do it. So love that. I would say to you, find something that brings you joy for you Louisa like if that's having breakfast by yourself with your partner or your mum or on your own or I don't know taking the dog for a long walk or I don't know just something that is just for you that you can maybe look forward to and that is your time I think that that's a really nice thing and a way for you to also have a bit of control yes I think I think you're so right when you're feeling anxious and you're in a situation that you're not necessarily buzzing to be in having that control is really is key and if that's taking yourself off for a little bit you know me personally when I was going through some awful shit a few Christmases ago honestly music and singing was was a massive comfort to me and I would literally take myself out in my stepmom's car at the time because I didn't have a car and go out for an hour and I would sing at the top of my lungs and that to me oh really it was fucking awesome I loved it but yeah that was my control Uh, so there's such a good point yeah having that control whatever it is how small um, try and do that and I love that you're going to do an open water swim on Christmas day yeah I'm so excited about that, honestly. So yeah, I think ultimately everything that we're saying today is about what makes you happy, right? What brings you joy? And this brings us nicely onto 
the topic of presence. But we are saying that this year under the current circumstances of a cost of living crisis. So actually, Becky, one of our lovely listeners, uh, messaged us and uh, said, considering the cost of living crisis that we're currently in, how can we take the pressure off gift giving? And have we got any gift ideas that won't break the bank? And this Christmas is going to be hard for a lot of people, harder than it usually is. And the main thing with Christmas, I think, just needs to be whatever makes you happy. Spending time with family, having a Christmas dinner, going for a walk, going for an open water swim if you want, going in the car for a sing song. For me, I find presents really odd on Christmas because you put so much effort into it. You know, everybody does and spend so much money. And I'm like, can you remember what anyone's got you for Christmas in the last few years? <laughs> Genuinely, like, can, I can't so remember true. what people got me last year, but also I can't remember what I got my dad two years ago and he can't remember. Yeah, yeah. But what I can remember is we got tickets last year to a show that weren't particularly expensive at the time. I remember that and I, I remember giving him that and I remember the day that we had because of it as well. But for me, Christmas is not about gifts. Christmas, I would happily go all Christmas with not one present. I just want to hang out with my family and eat a fuck ton of potatoes. Are you the kind of person, I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm going to sound like a complete bitch for, the, for this, <laughs> but I, I'm really thoughtful and well, I try to be when I, but I think probably as I've gotten older, I've gotten a bit slack, but I used to find at Christmas, I would spend so much time and effort and I always <laughs> felt like, so, well, it's not always, but sometimes in the day I'd be like God I fucking toot <laughs> and I hate toot like yeah. I hate it like ornaments and just things oh, I will mate, never use yeah. like I actually find it almost offensive because I'm like you clearly don't know me at all anyway I'm going off a tangent uh, here but also real quickly we've just had a chat we're not sure if the word toot uh, translate outside of the southeast of England so, <laughs> so when I say toot I, I mean stuff like tap things. like just things just like endless like just like needless things yeah, like objects basically think about all this stuff that your nan's got on her cabinet <laughs> stuff like that I ornaments don't want it. ornaments fucking ornaments leave me alone paperweights oh paperweights and like figurines Lanterns. we used to have like figurines, figurines. oh my god <laughs> Plates on a stand. Plates on a stand. Like the royal family <laughs> wedding. My Honestly, my nan back in the day had all the royal family oh, wedding plates. There was Diana everywhere. Absolute. There tea towels for <laughs> days. So this is what we mean when we say toot. And I'm really intrigued to know if that does translate outside of South East England or if it's yeah, just a kid thing. Know. <laughs> Let us know. But no, what uh, something that Matt's family has always done, and now I've brought it over to my side of the family, is something, it's called Elfstar. And I, I think it's a free website. And it's basically Secret Santa, but you have to put on there what you want. Ooh. And then you set a price limit with your family. So ours is £30. And so rather than buying nine people like a £10 token gift or something that's a bit shit, yeah. like... <laughs> but it just means that you're buying one person something that they actually want and then everyone's got one thing to open and I, personally I would much rather that we're going to do that with my side of the family this year we do that all, and I just buy for the kids now because I just think that's what Christmas is about it anyway, is the kids. it is and I do know a lot of families that do Secret Santa they stop doing presents for everybody and they do one sort of bigger present whatever that budget is again Christmas presents don't have to be expensive or existent like if you haven't got the money or you don't want to spend that money or you need to spend your money elsewhere then my god do that but in terms of inexpensive Christmas presents I mean obviously for Laura and I <laughs> we would love theatre tickets <laughs> and you can get really good deals on theatre tickets and then you can make a day of it and, and you extend that gift and, and you get to spend time I know that pretty much for our family now we do experiences rather than 
objects because I want to spend time with my my friends and family. But do you know what as well? Like maybe the Christmas gift is the Christmas dinner. That sounds great. Box of celebrations, yeah. job done. Something I always like to do as well is like, as I always, Matt's, Matt's just walked, walked in. He's going to be like, no, you fucking don't. <laughs> Hello, Matthew. <laughs> He's like, you haven't baked in months. His face says bakes. otherwise. <laughs> but no, if you bake something, I always think that's really nice. And again, it's like, I say I don't like to or tap, but I think token presents are actually lovely when they're thoughtful. Homemade presents are so lovely. And I'm, I also really like to buy like personalised things. So like my, my auntie's really into sewing and stuff. Mm. So like I think one year from Etsy, I got her like a little bag full of her sewing stuff. I think it was like $8.99 or something. And it just said like Jen sewing kit or something. That's nice. And I, I, like, I like things like that. But yeah, I think, I think small and sentimental, especially with the kind of current climate is the way to go. But also like, if you can't afford it or you don't even want to do that, then I think just saying to people like, do you know what? Should we just not bother this year? And I guarantee most people just be like, yeah, do you know what? Actually, I don't care. Any, like, I don't want a load of toot. I don't want a load of toot. Yeah, no, do you know what? I've absolutely said that a couple of times this year. Uh, for birthdays and maybe christenings or new babies and stuff like that, I've openly said to my friends, I'm, so, I'm really sorry. Like, money's really tight at the minute. Like, I'm so sorry. I'm going to come, but like, I'm going to get a present. And literally, they're like, I don't fucking care. I want the present. I want you there. Like, that's fine. But I do love homemade present. And a few years ago, I did that with everyone. I baked 98 gingerbreads and I spent two days baking and decorating them all. And I packaged them all up in these really cute, like, gingerbread house packaging boxes that I found in Poundland. And then I just delivered them to all my friends. And that was a pretty inexpensive way but thoughtful and they really appreciated it and it's something that like people still talk about do you know what I mean so you have not got to break the bank this Christmas please don't spend your money on what you need to spend your money on because I guarantee you if you buy someone a Christmas present they probably won't remember it next year it's so true it's so true (laughs) so have you got like a best and worst Christmas present that you've ever had I'm intrigued that is such a good question do you know what the best ones really are I'm sorry everyone that's ever bought me a present post being 10 years old but the best (laughs) ones are when you're a kid and I remember getting a bike Uh, for one Christmas and because I'm the oldest it wasn't a hand-me-down bike (laughs) so I was a little sister who got all my hand-me-downs and one Christmas my dad had built a doll's house to my mum's dismay at the time because lol they were married once that's weird Uh, (laughs) I think he spent the night before he he left it to the last minute I wonder where I get that from and he spent like all Christmas Eve night (laughs) like finishing it (laughs) so that's really cute so that's probably the best how about you blush art when I was younger did you was it just me or did you like circle oh so no blush art what's blush art you got these like different powders almost like blushes like like it's in like makeup blushes but they weren't they were like just powder and then you got these stencils and i've been apparently going on about it for like six seven months and there's a picture of me actually i have to try and dig it out there's a picture of me like hugging it and just being so happy and my mom oh, my mom no, said i literally no, played with it cute. once and then was like oh i don't really like it <laughs> but i was so happy to get it <gasps> i'm looking at a picture of it right now and that is such a 90s throwback first of all LOL that I thought you meant blusher. And I was like, all right. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Uh, second of all, oh my God, I remember this. Do I don't think I ever had it. Did you, was it just me that used to like circle out all the presents they wanted from the Argos catalogue? And I'd be really oh, annoyed. Absolutely. I'd be like, I want this and only this list. Yeah. Like, don't get me anything yeah. else. I want the Argos no, catalogue list. Specifically Argos catalogue. Here it goes. And I remember like, do you ever, were you ever younger and pretended like you were going to buy your first house or move out and you were going to like circle all the pots and pans <laughs> and, the, and the fun cutlery and plates oh, that you'd want? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, loved that. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Have you had any howlers of presents? I, I once got like a toast rack. That was it. I was like, thank <laughs> you. 
No one's used a toast rack since the yeah. 1900s, but cool. And I think I did get an Atkins <laughs> diet book once for one Christmas, and I was like, Did you? Thank you so much. Stop it. <laughs> Stop oh, it. Rubbish. Yes. Oh my goodness. Blush out was my favourite childhood present, but I have to say that my favourite present I've ever had as an adult, and I, I genuinely mean this, last Christmas, we, we said we weren't doing presents for each other, and you bought me something called a satisfier, <laughs> which... <laughs> It's like a suction thing. It's a clitoral suction stimulator, everybody. And I'm sorry, if you like your friends, buy them sex toys. There is no greater gift. Um, I'm I'm blushing because it it genuinely has changed my life. (laughs) Oh my God, I need to get you another one. Really? Oh, don't mate. I'm sending you a link. Because this one is that... On st- with with other really? things. Okay. Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas to me. <laughs> Laura, I saw this really nice post on our Facebook group, and I wanted to share it because it goes really nicely with this episode. I think so. Alice, hi Alice. Uh, she said, "Just want to send out love and solidarity to those of us feeling like we need to lose weight for the Christmas season. Don't worry, sequins, sparkles, and Christmas PJs look good on everyone, and you can shine at every size. You should get that." printed off and put on a poster in your house Laura the new live laugh love right everyone (laughs) is sequin sparkles and Christmas PJs look good at anyone in any size because fuck yeah they do hell yeah get your sequins and your sparkles out we've talked about this episode but don't feel like you have to slim down for the sequins absolutely not there was also this anonymous post on Facebook, which feels like it matches the energy of this whole episode. She said, so tonight I've braved telling my family that I will no longer be part of diet culture. I'm tired of fighting and hating myself, eating and drinking certain things. I want to love life and love food again. This announcement has been met with a mixed reaction. I've had high fives, cheers and hugs, but I've also had the look and some comments. But when that happens, I just do a huge sigh and say, this is me because it is so true and this is an example of putting boundaries in place with the people in your life and maybe might inspire them to kind of give up the whole diet culture nonsense that's making them spend so much of their life hating themselves yeah i'm really really like i hope this doesn't sound condescending but i'm really proud of you doing that well done for doing that um you're an inspiration to us all and we had this message on instagram asking do either of you have any suggestions for go love yourself type books to read laura over to you i i do actually yeah i've read some fantastic books that have really really helped me sophie hagen who we had on the podcast series one she has a fantastic book called happy fat that was actually the first book that I read and I laughed I cried I could genuinely say that it really it sounds dramatic it changed my life but it really changed my way of thinking and I owe a lot to that book and I actually want to read it again because it's brilliant uh, there is another book called beyond beautiful uh, and that's by an author called Anushka Reese that really helped me as well I think that's brilliant and I also have to say Alex Light's new book if you don't follow Alex Light uh, she's a, a brilliant one to follow on Instagram she released her book a few months ago and it's called you are not a before picture and it's absolutely brilliant because it's got like loads of like facts about the history of diet culture, beauty standards, why we kind of feel like we do about our bodies. There's absolutely loads. I'll try and put some up on the Facebook group actually, because there are lots, but those probably would be my top three. I have two of them. I'm going to buy the other one. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, thank you so much for listening to our episode this week. We love you all so much. I've really enjoyed this episode. It's been good to kind of get back into that topic that we've done before, but revisit it with with everything. It's been really good. So we hope you've enjoyed it. And remember, tickets to our first live show in London on the 3rd of March are now available. And the link to get tickets is going to be in the episode description and all over Instagrams. Thank you so much for listening. We love you. Remember, you can support the show and listen without ads by subscribing on Apple Podcasts or by joining our Patreon if you want to. You can also listen ad-free on Amazon Music. We will chat to you next week, but in the meantime, you can check out our Instagram at Go Love Yourself Pod and our Facebook group. You can search Go Love Yourself Community if you want a bit more Go Love Yourself in the week. We will see you then. Love you, bye! Crowd Network, a place where you belong.